Hello and welcome to the Formula E podcast, a podcast dedicated to Formula E. My name is Humura Ruth and I host this podcast channel. I hope you're doing well. I hope life is going just as well as you'd like it to. But if for one reason or another it is not, I always say take it to the Lord Jehovah in prayer and hopefully some Formula E will cheer you up. Welcome to this podcast channel. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining us. Please share with another motorsports lover and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. If you've been here from day one or you joined us along the way, we appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for being a part of this team. Now, Z Formula E podcast is all about Formula E. What happens is that I watch events that happen at an e pre, summarize them, and then come on here to share them with you. Now, the previous episode, I was able to cover the 2023 Sabic Berlin EPRI, the seventh round of racing that we had this season in Formula E. And today's episode is going to be a follow-up on that because I will be covering the eighth round of racing that we had this season in Formula E, still in Berlin. So we've had a double header in Berlin. But prior to that, the season started off in Mexico. Then we had two races in Diria. We had a race in Hyderabad, India. We had a race in Cape Town, South Africa. We had a race in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And just recently, a race in Berlin. And this is the second race that we've had in Berlin this year. So Berlin is a Formula E fan favorite, I would believe, because we've gone racing here 16 times and out of those 16 times, we've had 13 different drivers win the races. It's always been exciting to race in Berlin. It's one of those circuits that is close to a lot of people's hearts. In 2020 alone, we had six races here on this exact circuit, the Tempelhof Airport circuit, which is found in the suburbs of Berlin. Now, you might wonder, how are we able to have, you know, six races on one circuit and not have it, you know, feel predictable? But... That was um, the unpredictability and the entertainment of it came in form of the fact that uh, we had reverse configurations of the track. So drivers were able to rev- to drive on the track in reverse. And then there were different layouts that made it so interesting to go racing here in Berlin in the 2020 season. Then in 2021, it, w- it was at this circuit that the first ever Formula E world champion was crowned. That was Nick DeVries. Now, Nick DeVries does not race in Formula E anymore. But nevertheless, it was a moment that is for the books. So German is close, quite close to Formula E fans, I would believe. We even have German drivers on the grid. We have Rene Ras, Andre Lotterer, Maximilian Ganta, and Pascal Verlein. There are also German-run Formula E teams. There are two of them. That is Tag Heuer Porsche and ABT Cupra. Now, just a little bit about the circuit. The circuit is known as the Tempelhof Airport Circuit. Like I said, it is found in Berlin. It has a length of about 2.355 kilometers. It has 10 tons and we do 40 laps here in Berlin. Now, the first time we went racing on the circuit was in the 2014-2015 season. However, the following year in 2015-2016 season, we did not race here because the Tempelhof airport was being used to shelter refugees. So during that year, we went racing in downtown Berlin at the Karl Max LA circuit. And that was when Sebastian Buemi had his very first win in Germany. Then the following year in 2017, we went racing in Tempelhof again. And Sebastian Buemi managed to get a win there. And ever since then, he's the driver who has held the most wins in Germany at this 
in Germany at the Berlin Apri. So when it comes to Germany, he understands it. In fact, in round seven, he grabbed pole position. But unfortunately, he finished fourth, which is not bad. But it just goes to show you how easy it is for him to dominate in Germany. Now, the previous race was round seven where Jaguar TCS, you know, were leading. They won the race. Mitch Evans finished first place. Sambat finished second. Ganta finished third. And Buemi finished fourth. And Nick Cassidy finished fifth. So that's just a little bit about, you know, the Berlin Apri and introduction about it. Let's take a short break and when we return, we'll go through the qualifying for the eighth round of racing that we had this season in Berlin. Sorry for interrupting the show. Thank you so much, first of all, for listening to the Formula E podcast. And if by any chance you're also interested in Formula One, don't forget to check out my Formula One podcast called ZF1 Amateur Podcast. Again, ZF1 Amateur Podcast. Just look for it on your favorite podcast player or search for it in your favorite search engine. You can also look for my other podcast called Z Humara Show, which is all about living and growing up in Uganda. Again, it's called Z Humara Show. All right, let's go back to Formula E. Welcome back from that short break. Now let's quickly go through the qualifying for the eighth round of racing that we had this year in Berlin, Germany. Now just a quick rundown of how the Formula E qualifying format works. This is how it works. So in Formula E, you have 11 teams, two drivers per team. So that means you have 22 drivers on the grid. When it comes to qualifying, these 22 drivers are divided into two groups. You have group A and group B. Now, they are placed in different groups based on their standings and the driver championship standings. Now, Group A will have 11 drivers. Group B will have 11 drivers. All these drivers, all these groups, sorry, are given a session on the track where they go out and battle at 300 kilowatts of power to set a fastest lap time that they could possibly set. At the end of the session, the four fastest drivers from each group proceed to the quarterfinals. So in the quarterfinals, you will naturally have eight drivers. So those eight drivers are paired up. So that means you will have four pairs. Now those four pairs each have a time on the track where they try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. And at the end of a session, the four fastest drivers from the quarterfinals move to the semifinals. In the semifinals, you have four drivers who are again paired up. They also try to, you know, set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. And at the end of the session, you have the two fastest drivers proceeding to the finals. Now in the finals, it is a battle for pole position. And the fastest driver between the two of them takes pole position and the other driver takes second place and so on and so forth. So that is how it works. Now here's a quick rundown of what happened in Berlin for the eighth round of racing. In group A, we had Pascal Verlein, we had Jean-Eric Van, we had Jake Dennis, Antonio Felix de Costa, Rene Ross, Andre Lotera, Lucas de Grassi, Norman Nato, Oliver Roland, Sacha Finestras, and Nico Muller. Now, from this group, the two four fastest drivers were Jean-Eric Van, Pascal Verlein, Nico Muller, and Jake Dennis. In Group B, we had Nick Cassidy, Mitch Evans, Sambad, Sebastian Buemi, Jake Hughes, Stoffel Van Doorn, Maximilian Ganta, Sergio Sete Camara, Dan Tictam, Eduardo Matara, and Robin Freins. Now, the four fastest drivers from this group were Sebastian Buemi, 
Robin Friends, Mitch Evans and Nick Cassidy. In the quarterfinals, we had Nico Muller going against Pascal Verlein. And between the two of them, Pascal Nico Muller, sorry, was the fastest driver, so he proceeded to the semifinals. We also had the pair of Jake Dennis going against Jean-Eric Van. And between the two of them, Jean-Eric Van was the fastest driver, so he proceeded to the semifinals. We also had Mitch Evans going against Robin Friends, and between the two drivers, Robin Friends was the fastest driver, so he proceeded to the semifinals. And lastly, we had Nick Cassidy going against Sebastian Buemi. And between the two of the two drivers, Nick Cassidy was the fastest driver, so he proceeded to the semifinals. Now, unfortunately for Nick Cassidy in the semifinals, his lap times were deleted due to improper use of the 350 kilowatt mod. So we got that news at the end of the semifinals, which meant that Robin Fines automatically moved to the finals. Now, in the semifinals, we, the last pair that we had was Nico Muller versus Jean-Eric Van. And between the two of them, Nico Muller was the fastest driver. So he moved to the finals with Robin Fines. And between the two of them, Nico Muller and Robin Fines, the fastest driver was Robin Fines. So Robin Fines grabbed his second Formula E pole position in Berlin. So this is how the qualifying, the results of the qualifying were. Robin Fines qualified in pole position for the second time in Formula E. Nico Muller qualified second. Sebastian Buemi qualified third. Generic Van qualified fourth. Mitch Evans qualified fifth. Pascal Verlein qualified sixth. Jake Dennis qualified seventh. Nick Cassidy qualified eighth. Stoffel Van Dorn qualified ninth. Antonio Felix da Costa qualified tenth. In 11th place was Sambad. In 12th place was Oliver Roland. In 13th place was Dan Tictam. In 14th place was Lucas Dugassi. In 15th place was Jake Hughes. In 16th place was Andre Lotterer. In 17th place was Eduardo Motara. In 18th place was Rene Russ. In 19th place was Sergio Sete Camara. In 20th place was Sergio Finestras. In 21st place was Maximilian Ganta. And Norman Nato qualified 22nd. Welcome back from that short break. Now let's go through the highlights of what happened at the eighth round of racing that we had in Berlin, Germany. Now in Berlin, we do 40 laps. And because 40 laps would is such a long time, I am just going to pick out a few laps and share with you what happened on this particular laps. Just highlights. Now, as it has been in every other race this season, drivers are also mandated to take a tack mode in Berlin. Now, attack mode was to last for four minutes, but it was to be used across two activations. That means you can't just take attack mode at a go for four minutes. You have to break it down into two variations. So there were the options of running a variation of one to three. That means you take your first attack mode for one minute and your last attack mode for three minutes. There was the variation of two to two, where you take your first attack mode for two minutes and the other attack mode for two minutes as well. Or three to one, where you take your first attack mode for three minutes and then the last attack mode for one minute. But it all has to happen during the race. Now, you might wonder, if you don't know what attack mode is, I will just summarize it as this. It is extra power given to drivers during a race. However, to activate it, you have to go off the racing line. And once you go off the racing line, you're probably losing time. So it matters when you take your attack mode because you could either gain places 
or lose places because after all you go off the racing line all right now let's quickly go through the race shall we in in five or six minutes or less so at the start of the race robin fryens who had qualified on pole and nico muller started off well they maintained first and second place respectively respectively sorry and during that lap oliver roland who had qualified 12th place lost about five places so he dropped down to 17th place and continued tumbling down the grid farther to 20th place five laps later on lap six Robin Fiennes was running in first place. Dan Tiktam was running in 18th place. Sajo Setekamara was running in 19th place. And Oliver Roland was running in 22nd place. All activated attack mode. Now, Robin Fiennes lost a place. Like I was explaining before, you go off the racing line. So sometimes you lose places, sometimes you gain places. Robin Fiennes dropped to fourth place behind Nico Mola, Gina Rigvan and Mitch Evans. Yet he was leading the race. However, the other drivers, Dantic Tam, Sajo Kamara, and Oliver Rowland, maintained their places. Now, a few laps later, on lap 9, the top two drivers, Jean-Eric Van and Sebastian Buemi, activated attack mode. And so did Nico Muller in fourth place. So... This is how the grid was looking at this point. At the top of the grid, you had Jean-Eric Van, Sebastian Boemi. Then in between them, you had Mitch Evans. And then behind Mitch Evans, you had Nico Muller. So all the drivers, with the exception of Mitch Evans, activated attack mode. And naturally, under attack mode, Mitch Evans managed to take lead of the race ahead of Muller and Pascal Verlein because he wasn't under attack mode yet. Lap 10, under attack mode, Nico Muller managed to take the race lead for Mitch Evans, who dropped to fifth place after also taking attack mode. Remember, it is mandatory. Meanwhile, we saw Andre Lotterer, who was running in 10th place, in the barriers at the first corner. And un unfortunately, that contact with the barriers made him drop places and he dropped to 21st place on the grid. On lap 13, we saw Nick Cassidy in 4th place drop down to 7th place just behind his teammate Sebastian Wemi, the man who has dominated so many times here in Berlin. And in fact, in the previous race, he had qualified on pole. However, he finished 4th in the race. Now, the following lap, Sebastian Wemi had moved up into 4th place after overtaking generic fan. And 2 laps later, lap 16, he was up into 2nd place. Unfortunately, that didn't last long because he dropped down to 7th place behind his teammate again, Nick Cassidy. Now, on lap 21, things weren't going as well again because in 7th place, he was in 7th place and he sustained damage that saw him drop down to 11th place. Now, on lap 22, Cassidy, who's Sebastian Buemi's teammate, was making moves and by this particular lap, he was up into 3rd place behind Jean-Eric Van and Pascal Verlein. If you ask me, that was impressive. A few laps later in lap 29, Sebastian Buemi, who was running in 20th place, and Jean-Eric Van, who was running in 2nd place, dropped to 5th place. Then on lap 34, Mitch Evans, who was in 4th place, unfortunately has had his... Um, a race tampered with a little bit when he got hit by Antonio Felix da Costa in fifth place. Nevertheless, they kept going. And on lap 38, with only two laps left to go, Cassidy was still leading comfortably ahead of Jake Dennis and Jean-Eric Vaughan. 
And it's safe to say that from then on, the grid did not change. And I think this is the quickest summary I have given of a race before and I am super proud of myself. So here are your race results for the eighth round of racing in Berlin. Nick Cassidy won the race. That was amazing. Jake Dennis finished second. Jean-Eric Vaughan finished third. Mitch Evans finished fourth. Antonia Felix Tocosta finished fifth. Maximilian Ganta finished sixth. Pascal Verlein finished seventh. Stoffel Van Doen finished eighth. Nico Muller finished ninth. Dan Tictum finished tenth. And in eleventh place were Sacha Finestras. Twelfth place was Lucas de Grassi. Rene Ras finished thirteenth place. Oliver Roland finished in fourteenth. Sergio Setekamara finished 15th, Norman Nato finished 16th, Robin Fryan finished 17th, JQs finished 18th, Sambad finished 19th, Sebastian Buemi finished 20th, Andre Lotera finished in 21st, and Eduardo Motera finished in 22nd place. Now, that is how the Berlin E-Prix went. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I will see you next time we go racing, which will be in Monaco on the 6th of May. And thereafter, we'll have a double header, a double header sorry, in Jakarta, Indonesia for rounds 10 and 11. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. And if you'd love to be in touch, please do not hesitate. You can visit my website, www.zhumura.com. That is spelled Z-E-E-H-U-M-U-R-A.com. And you'll be able to contact me and interact with all my motorsports content. Thank you so much for listening in. I will see you next time we go racing in Monaco.